welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Subtle Interference. I'm your host, Bob. I'm your other host, Alex. Joining us tonight, special guest, Erica. I almost died last week. <laughs> is that is that true? Yes, actually. Mm, it sweet. was 10 days ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, super fun. Cheated death. <laughs> Spat death in the face and walked away. <laughs> yeah, last week was rough. <laughs> so Alex and I had been sitting and watching wrestling on a lovely Wednesday afternoon. Wednesday when, night, yeah. Wednesday night, when later that evening, uh, Bob and I found ourselves uh, back in the hospital. Uh, and then about 24 hours, less than 24 hours later... Uh, my uh, uh, liver had decided to uh, kind of start failing. And uh, the only cure for that was to uh, uh, have a baby a lot sooner than originally thought. So, yeah, Bob and I are parents now. How's that feel? <laughs> terrifying. S- scary. Moderately <laughs> terrifying. Well, you know, it's interesting because, you know, and I've said I've been saying this to you is like you know we're sitting here right now recording the podcast we just uh we were just watching television like here it's like oddly normal right right now she's still in the hospital right but you know it's because she's very small she is very tiny very very tiny but hey just crazy how quickly like things happen Things happened, and then getting her out in the uh, uh, the vile placenta, which we were, we asked them to uh, kill it with fire. Uh, once that was out, how quickly my health normalized back. Yeah, it was, it was like kind of crazy. Yeah, well, because you know, when I saw you Wednesday, we were watching wrestling. You were fine, and then an hour after I leave. Everything goes to shit. Dude, like, we went to the, the doctor that afternoon, and they were like, oh, everything's fine. Yeah, you, you look good. Yeah. Piss test looks good. You'll probably uh, go to 35 weeks. Everything looks good. You'll be fine. Yeah, and then by the time I saw you Sunday, you were pretty much fine again. Right. And <laughs> I see you now, and it's like nothing happened. Right now, it feels like nothing happened. Bob's recovered, luckily. <laughs> when I saw Bob on Sunday, something had happened to Bob. Well, think about it. Like, he's literally sitting there and there's nothing he can do. Yeah. So not only do you have that stress, but then you're on, like, the worst couch in the history of couches attempting to sleep. Alex, I described it to you this way and is worth noting for the dozens. For the fan. Uh, It is the most uncomfortable thing that was actually designed for a human being to sleep on. It was so bad. You were like, you're like, can you guys bring me the shittiest cot you have? Because it must be better than this. <laughs> can I just sleep on the floor? Will you guys just kind of like walk around me? Well, and so. That you probably know, would have been better if you would have tossed a blanket on the yeah, floor. Yeah, probably. Well, and it was funny because we were in two different rooms. So there was the room she was in before she gave birth and then the room after. Um, the first room wasn't like ungodly terrible my bed was pretty bad your bed sucked my bed was like 
like right at the small Ugh. of your back where your back bends was just like, oh, well, well, you're in labor. You're already in pain. Yeah. That, that's was fine. it like sticking into you? Kind of. It like wasn't soft. You would think it would be like mm. softer, but no. you're only supposed to be in that room until you have the baby and then they move you to the mother baby right. rooms where right. they are much better. They probably yeah. don't want you to be comfortable. No. no so don't. her bed got much and more And I wasn't. Com- I wasn't comfortable. Her bed got much more comfortable going to mother baby. Mine got significantly worse. Yes. And you know it's weird cuz it, it's like this it's not like the fold out bed you find in like your aunt's house. It's it's no, this no, weird right. like foam pad that kind of folds over or like you kind of you slightly pull out the bed and it folds and what was weird is so you've got these two foam pads that make it up um and it's split up the middle and the one pad was a different consistency and a different like firmness than the other pad so like if you're straddled across them it feels weird yeah so then, like, I tried, like, scooching over and just that sitting, last laying night, on the one. you tried to be on just the one. And that wasn't comfortable at all. Well, what was funny was I walk into your room, and I sit down on that couch slash bed, and I was like, this is a bad time. <laughs> and then later, <laughs> I tried the chair that was in your room, and I was like, this is a better time, but still a bad time. <laughs> But then at one point, we were in the room across the hall, which was like a visitor waiting room or something. Every chair in there was amazing. <laughs> yeah, which I don't, we should have just went in there. That it's just like they, like they don't want you to have visitors. Just get the fuck out of the room. Well, they sleep. very clearly don't. No, they don't. But like, well, and I don't think you ever sat on the couch, but like Alex, you were on it. It was like the back was like tilted forward. Well, no, it was like perfectly straight and there was no give. It was like, it was just so... Like, as a couch, it was bad. As a bed, it was bad. It was just bad. <laughs> it was a failure. And you know that thing costs, like, $5,000. Oh, at least. At least. The, the Some... I call it the pod, but it's called an isolette that uh, uh, she's in right now. It costs, I think they said, at least, like, fifty grand. So the couch, no doubt, is at least five k. Think about whatever company. This is the business you want to be in. Whatever company made that shitty hospital couch, and then the hospital probably, you know, and I'm sure it's not the only hospital, but a million, you know, there's probably like a thousand hospitals that bought a thousand of these beds. Oh, yeah. And they're just rolling in it, and they're like, this is one of those situations where it's like, why make the product better? <laughs> you know? Right, it works. No one's People complaining. Are buying it. Right. Hospitals buying it, they don't care. It's oh. probably made out of a material that's easy to clean. It's perfect. <laughs> I did get to watch because, uh, uh, like, my sleep schedule was all fucked up. So, like, I was sleeping during the day and I'd be up till, like, God only knows what time in the morning. But, uh, like, Batman Returns was on one night. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, here we go. So, that's it's such a weird fucking movie, but I was like, oh, yeah, okay. So, th- this brought up another weird thing with in the situation. So, in our bedroom here, we do not have a television in it. And that is by design. We very intentionally have not put a TV in there. And let me tell you a story because of why. Of why we don't have a television in our fucking bedroom. There was one evening when we were in our apartment in Arlington Heights where um, we were lying in bed. And uh, normally it would be like, I need, we need white noise to fall asleep. That's why we have a fan 
constantly going in the room now. But I was like, you know, just throw something on. We'll fall asleep to it. It'll be fine. This fucker, this asshole, <laughs> goes and finds Batman 89 and puts it on. And I know it from the first bars of, like, the opening score. So I roll over and I look at him and I'm like, okay, well, I'm up for two hours, you dickhead. Thanks. I can't not watch this. You've put it on. So I watch it. It's like one o'clock in the morning. He's fast the fuck asleep. I probably made it ten minutes Not into even. the movie. And I'm like, okay. You know what you needed to do was the next night, you put on Jurassic Park. Oh, it's, it's retribution. Here you go, fucker. I'm watching that too. Are you kidding me? So then I'm like, it's one in the morning. I'm wide the fuck awake. And I'm just like, I wonder if Batman Returns is on Netflix. And it was. And I watched it. <laughs> So, what, so we don't have a television in our bedroom yeah, anymore. So we don't have a television in the bedroom. But, you know, at the hospital, the television is like the only amenity they can give you. So It was just on. We had it was it on just constantly. on the whole time. And it's just, it's so disruptive to sleep. It's so terrible Well, that for last you. night, I was like, all right, I'm just going to turn it off. I'm just going to turn it off. And if I can't sleep, I can't sleep. If I can, fine. And I slept a lot better. But it was just... You just you have it on. It's but you just, can't you can't sleep with the TV on. It, it's I don't know how anyone does it. Because no. there's going to be noise constantly waking you up. You I mean you know you get that like half-ass sleep. It's not good sleep. It's where you're sleep. like basically awake. Right. It's almost like a nap. But not a good. But nap. naps are not like good more than half an hour. Right. You can't take like a really long nap. But then we got home on Monday and we just. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We were done. No, I know. It's like when I saw Bob on Sunday, I was like, that guy needs some sleep. <laughs> He's on the struggle bus. <laughs> well, it was Once we was got crazy. home and slept in our own bed, it was just like, oh, my God. Okay. You know, this this has been like you a were, shitty couple of days. but <laughs> You were driving the struggle bus, Bob. Home. We are home well, in bed, and it's awesome. I, You know, it was kind of crazy. It was like. I think it, it, I think at one point, like we were just so tired, the both of us that, like we were even struggling to grasp with the severity of what was going on for a minute. Oh yeah, like Thursday and Friday, I don't really remember anything. Right. I know people came by. There were doctors, and people are talking at you, and I'm like, I'm still high on the medication you gave me. From the C-section yesterday. Yeah. I'm Why actually, are you talking to me? I was actually there for the first 48 hours to look after you. You just don't remember. Alex, you know what? It could be entirely possible. <laughs> I'm just telling you. You could have been in that recovery room with me right after surgery, and I, you, you could be like, oh, yeah, I was right there. That's like, just yeah, probably. how good of a cousin he is. <laughs> no, I'm such a good cousin that I stayed away. <laughs> you don't want to see anyone when you're in bad condition. It's like... We had a lot of people in the room on Friday, too, and it was just like, you guys, everyone needs to just leave. I'm like, everyone needs to yeah, go. Yeah. I'm so fucking... T- I like... I was falling asleep, like, mid-conversation. We had, like, a ton of people in the room, and yeah. I was just like... When, when, you're, when you're tired and you're fucked up, you just want quiet. Yep. It's like, just go away. It's like, find me some fucking earplugs. And let's see if I can get my brain to shut down so I can just sleep through all this hell that's currently no, happening. No, yeah. I conked the fuck out and then everybody left. And then we had a couple other people come over that night. And it was good to see them, but it was just kind of like, you know, I we had people texting and be like, oh, can we come on Saturday? And I'm like, I don't want to fucking see anybody. 
Because one, yeah. we're dealing with, you know, what just fucking happened. And two, I, I am in no shape to entertain. So yeah. it's gotten better. There's not so much random crying anymore, which is good. Yes. I'm counting that as a win. Um, <clears throat> fucking hormones have calmed down a little bit. Uh, but yeah, it, it's been an interesting week and a half. <laughs> to put it mildly. Yeah. Uh, but no, things are things are better now. So she's doing much better, and uh, we'll see. But we're enjo- trying to enjoy the, the. I hesitate to call it normalcy, as it is still very abnormal. We're going to the hospital every day. But you know when well, she we've does got come these home, like little wristbands on that we can't take off. I mean, we can. You just got to stick it in your wallet and show it. They haven't looked at them once when we went to the hospital, so. I'm almost inclined to cut it off and stick it in my wallet and just be like, you need the number and because I'm getting sick of wearing it, to be perfectly honest. How long are you going there most days? Uh, I'd say between like four and five hours. Yeah. Do you go there like when you get home from work or do you guys go together? So what what we've been doing is a combination of two things. Um, I've been trying to work from home as much as I can. Um, So when I'm doing that, um, we'll drive over like right around lunch. And she'll hang up in the room while I, you know, just find a spot in the hospital. And well, and we found the good chairs. The post. good chairs are in the NICU. Yes. They got these recliners. Yeah. It's outstanding. It's uh, like, oh, this is where the comfy chairs yes. are. All right. So we're doing that. We found them. Then uh, if the days I'm going downtown, what I'm doing is I'm going, I'm driving down to Naperville in the morning and taking the train in from there. Uh, so that I can take the train straight there in the afternoon and not have to um, may try and drive over there at rush hour because you wouldn't get there until like no God only knows and I'm time. getting I get there late enough anyway so it's like it would just be even worse so I'd rather just get up early and do that yeah is there like a time when they don't want you guys there or could you go anytime you want technically if you wanted to stay the whole day and the whole night they're not going to tell you no they do tell you it's not good to do that yeah you go home heal sleep while you can because she's coming home eventually so yeah and you're gonna need to you know and you're all balled up you're all worried go home try and relax get here you know you should come every day you know visit every day but don't do the bedside vigil thing because it's not healthy for anybody no and they won't let you sleep there they did say that like if they if they catch you you fall asleep what if you have a nap while you're there well i guess it depends how long you sleep (laughs) but yeah no they they'll they said they'll send us they'll kick you out if because there's been a few times where like those those chairs man yeah. We're just lying pretty there, great. and you've got the lights down, and you're just like, "Oh, a nap, nap right now would be amazing." But like, yeah, no, we can go whenever we can go whenever you want. I yeah. mean, because they they run in like two twelve hour shifts, so you know the and the so the number of staff that you, they get to know, they've already gotten to know our faces, and yeah. we're getting to know them. Well, that's what I'm saying. You have these bands, and like you've picked up the phone to get into the the ward where we need to get into. And they're just buzzing us in at this yeah. point, like, because you get to know the people. Because you're you're right, not you're in, there all the time. You're also not in that ward. You're in that ward for a while. Yeah. 
like that. You're not just in there for a couple I mean, days. You're there all the time, and it's not like a thousand people work in one department. There's only so many people, so right. they're going to yeah. get to know you. Exactly. So, so it hasn't been, it's not a great experience. I'm not oh. going to say that you want it to happen, but no. if it does, they've been very, very accommodating and good and nice. And she has a private room, which is outstanding. So you like a lot of times there's just a ward and you have all the, the pods or whatever the fuck they're called in the one room. So you're in a room with a bunch of strangers and it's like, no, thank you. Because, yeah. I mean, they do have, like, this uh, support group thing that you can go and talk to the parents, and I'm just like, you know, I'm good. Well, and that's just going to be, like, a big depression fest, then. Right, right. And it's like, these people don't know me, and I don't know them. And I, like, I have friends who have gone through this, so it's like, if I do want to talk, well, one, we you have each other, we can talk about it, and then I have people who have gone through this exact same thing that I could talk to it about with, who have an investment in us and our daughter and aren't just kind of like, you know, oh, well, that's sad for you. <laughs> well, that sucks. Well, we, I think we know Erica's take on support groups. <laughs> I don't have a problem with therapy. I mean, I've gone and talked to somebody. I think it's a great thing to do. Just the group thing. No, I'm good. Thanks. You, yeah. No. Uh, I, one thing I would like to call out is um, that how genuinely nice Ronald McDonald House is. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, you know? massively so. Yeah. Like, it's not something I had ever really thought about much. I know you volunteered there a couple times at the one at Loyola. Um, but, you know, when they take you down and they show you, we've got this for you right. if you need it. And so they have a room down there where there's a, like a desk he can work, there's a TV, they get lunch every day. Yep. Just to be like, you need a break. Come down, grab some food, mm-hmm. just sit, be you know, for a minute, relax, and then you can go back if you need to. And the, in this yeah. hospital, it's just one room. In uh, Loyola, they have their own house. It's like a four-story, like, house that you can stay at if your kid has, like, if they need to be there for chemo for, like, six days and you live in, like, right. Michigan or something, which is really nice. So I think it's good to just, you know... When something like this happens that's effectively out of your control in a lot of ways, you just like to have a few minutes to just like take a break or yeah. reset. Mm-hmm. You need to because you can't. They're so they're constantly throwing information at you. And it's yeah. just like it's this parade of doctors. And you're just like, I'm sure we've met and talked at some point. But I, I, I don't know, man. You know? <laughs> yeah. But. No, yeah, it's that's why they don't want you staying in the NICU all day either. It's go home, yeah, well, relax. If you're, if you're there for like weeks, you're just gonna be mega stressed right. all the time. Yeah, right, right. Sometimes it's nice to just come home and watch a reality show about people living together in a house <laughs> and doing some challenges and driving <laughs> each other up the wall. You know, that's the fun stress. No, dude, I will tell you, it, it is nice to just feel like, oh, we have an episode of like. This dumb bullshit that we watch. Oh, let's just throw that on. Have you heard I've addicted someone on Xbox Live to the channel? I have not. Who you got? Debbie. I don't know what we're calling her on here. <laughs> we can go with Debbie. We can go with Debbie. <laughs> that's fine. It changes that's every fine. episode. Yeah, that's it definitely good. wasn't Debbie before. It was something else. Tina. Was it? Was no. it Tina? No. No. Whatever. I'm just, we're just saying random can names. Can we just come time. up her? with new names for her? So I guess. Let's rename her right now. <laughs> 
<sighs> I got Tina to watch. Um, well, first she watched War of the Worlds. Okay. And then she watched War of the Worlds two up to where they're at. Okay. And then I got her to watch Rivals. See, that's the season you gotta watch. You gotta watch Rivals. Well, Rivals at the time is... it was like what she had access to. Gotcha. Um, but we found, and I told him, I don't know when this started, but Amazon Prime has a service called MTV Hits. Huh. And if you have Amazon Prime, you can subscribe to this MTV Hits thing, which is like free for seven days. And then it's six or seven dollars a month. And all the seasons that would be on the website are also on this app. Oh, nice. Um, and so you can just watch like Rivals for seven dollars and, you know, everything else you can fit into the month. Right. Sweet. No, Rivals is so but good. We we did thrown it on like a couple of weeks ago, and we're just like let it play, because Rivals. <laughs> Rivals is like a perfect season, as as all reasonable people do. She hates Cara Maria. See, I I didn't hate her that season. It's it's this season. Well, now, it's just because she started oh, on more of the world. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Well, yeah. and that's the thing because Cara Maria kind of got she got much more sympathetic kind of in those mid twenty seasons. So, like, where she's starting now is peak Kara douchebaggery. Yeah, yeah. That's why I wish the top women were on the show more and Laurel didn't get, like, halfway screwed in that elimination. Because when no one's around to dethrone her, Kara walks around like her shit doesn't stink and nothing should ever happen to her and I'm queen bitch of the universe and I shouldn't be in any elimination. Well, and that's what whatever. annoys the shit out of me is this like I shouldn't have to go into an elimination. Like stop it. Well, of course no one sh- wants to. <laughs> no one wants to, but I don't want to hear the complaining. But I that's why I like when you have your Laurel or your Emily around because now the actual top women are here and it's like Oh no! <laughs> now I really don't want to be in an elimination. Well, Laurel, Laurel fucked up this season, and Laurel got very angry very quickly. Yeah, I don't think she'd been. She hadn't been there in a while. She hadn't, and I don't think she had anticipated that level of like fury building up so quickly. Yeah, and Kyle like was fucking with her too because he went up and he's like, "Kyle's so good." You know, Wes had an alliance with these guys. I love Kyle, and she just was like, "Oh well, this this is fact," and it's like, "Okay." I love all the shitsters. Kyle Bear Bear's the best. I mean, R.I.P. Bear. God rest his soul. This is like this season. Okay, I am noticing, especially in this latest episode. The season is being hurt by who's being sent home. Yes, I would agree with that. Like, losing Wes was like, okay, that sucks. But Wes always does the same things, right? Like, Wes, it's funny because she started watching Rivals and she's like, oh, Wes is exactly the same. It's like, yeah, there's no character development. Wes is Wes. Wes, the the format of the season really drives whether or not Wes is going to have a good season. You know, I think there are other players who adapt to the format better. Wes is purely though, take advantage of the stupid rookies, form some, do some stupid back door shit. And it's always, I love Wes. I really do. It always blows up in his face. He didn't make any attempt to adapt this year. No. And he had too many people who have seen all his shenanigans a million times. Well, the season's so vet heavy. 
Yeah, you it's know? awesome. So but it is. It's cool. It's just it's not going to work for Vet. But Wes. when like in when when in order you lose Wes, and then you lose Laurel, and then you lose Johnny, and then there's a week where you lose someone who doesn't matter, and then you lose Bear. It's like those are four of the five or six most like the biggest stars on the show. Right. Right. Well, the ones who are kind of the drivers for a lot of the. Yeah. Well, I do think it'll be interesting on Team UK to see. Okay, who's the new who? Who's the new person we're gonna shit all over? Because Bear <laughs> probably was, Theo. Probably, because Bear was easy because his name had already gotten. I'm said. interested to see if Theo is gonna be back on the show after he lost his eye. I oh, want I him need to come him on, to be on with like he's got to come on. He's got to come on with a badass eye patch at least once. We'll see. I hope he does. The depth perception is fucked forever, but so come on, you gotta come on with a really like rad eye patch. I was really enjoying in this latest episode how Jordan started doing all his Jordan things that he just can't help himself but to be a huge asshole. Well, and I like Tori being <laughs> like... Tori <laughs> walks right... They're sitting there, and he's Jordan's just being Jordan, and Tori goes, now I remember why I hated you before I loved you. <laughs> that was a great line. <laughs> Tori was great this whole episode. Her confessionals are always really good. And I still, I just don't understand, no matter what Tori's doing, no matter what time of the day it is, no matter, she could be rolling in mud. Tori gets out of the mud, her hair looks flawless. And she knows what's up. I don't understand what's going on. She knows what she's doing. <laughs> like, I think there must be someone there whose job is just Tori's hair person. <laughs> Uh, Turbo had some choice lines this episode. Oh as well. God! Like he goes from zero to like furious so quickly. It's glorious. Well, and, and that's the thing is like you. It's like when he starts calling Josh, Jordan a pushy a pussy chicken. It's, it's, like, it's oh like my when God. Josh goes after CT early in the season. Oh, it's like, like you oh. are staring death in the face. You sweet summer child. You what are you fucking doing, idiot? This guy is a maniac. Do not make him snap. Even if it's dad, CT, because he's still got it in him. He'll oh, still yeah. rip you in half. I would, however, like to see the Jordan Turbo fist fight. Oh, God, that, that one might be a good one. Oh, yeah. Oh. Turbo's unhinged. I mean, Jordan's like just as unhinged as Turbo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'd watch and, that. And Tori was about to jump in on that fist fight. Oh, yeah, was she like, wasn't fucking around. You're coming for my man? <laughs> oh, man. Just like Jordan, you're such a f- well, and that's, I mean, that's been the story of this season. It's not War of the Worlds. It's, it's they should war, call it Civil War, War of the United States, War of the World, colon U- Civil <laughs> US, War, U.S. <laughs> against themselves. It's been U.S. against themselves and U.K. against themselves too. But both of the towns. U.K. can't win anything. No, it's, but how it's how much of it though is just is that. They've done so many seasons where they fucked with it. Where they've, there's been weird rule changes, all a twist all the time, and these guys just know, you know, there's not. We're re- going to be separated in the at end. some point. So fuck it, fuck the team. We'll play our own game. Well, and there's just been so much fucking with each other over the years. Yeah, that you we're, we're oh we're supposed to come together as a team. Fuck no. No. Well, and remind me if I'm wrong, but. Isn't the only challenge UK has won was the one where they had to go up that hill with the balls and, and the only Johnny reason and, they won was Johnny and Laurel, Johnny Laurel threw it. Blatantly throwing yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny's the worst thrower, by the way. Because the problem is, for as bad as Johnny is in eliminations, 
he's just as good in challenges. Mm-hmm. So when Johnny starts doing bad in a challenge, it's like what are you doing? You're throwing. Right, what are you doing? Because <laughs> Johnny's actually this is like if you were doing a rating of people, you know, like Johnny is a ten out of ten finals competitor. Like if Johnny gets to the finals, you're in big trouble. And he's like nine out of ten on the daily challenges, and he's like a three out of ten on eliminations. <laughs> yeah. So when he starts doing bad in a daily challenge, everyone else is sitting there thinking, like, "What the fuck? Are you, what you're throwing right with the shit, man." Yeah. And then Laurel is like, they can't. They they're too good. They right. can't throw. Right. Johnny fucking bananas. So all the talk of this episode of like, well, we can't throw one of our own in. We can't. Which was just so fucking hysterical. It's like, just shut the fuck up, all of you. Just stop well, that's it. why that's why Kara is the worst because she's so two faced based on the scenario. I mean, and, and this is what pisses me. This is what's annoying about Polly when you're just watching the show. Is people can say whatever they want about a guy like Johnny, but. Other than maybe one or two times ever, I can't really remember Johnny directly lying to someone. Like, just being like, here's what I'm going to do, and then he does the exact opposite No, he usually tells you exactly what he's going to do. Or he says, I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to do. Right. But... But like where Paulie shook Josh's Josh's hand and then he shook Johnny's hand. He's like, I'm not sending you in. I don't ever remember Johnny doing anything like that. And even scumbag Wes wouldn't do stuff like that. Now, what Wes would do, of course, is he would go to the other person. He would say, look, I can't pull the trigger. But if you pulled the trigger, (laughs) then we could work together, you know. Oh, Wes. Um, See, what I also thought was weird, though, was, and I thought Rogan, Rogan, is that his name? Rogan. Had gone in before, and apparently he hasn't. No. Which I was surprised at. I could have sworn he went down. And then Joss gets tossed in, so he's probably mad at Rogan now that, like, you know, he kind of went in indirectly because of Rogan not wanting to go in. Uh, I don't know. I'd be interested to see if you threw Rogan uh, in there, who would have won? Because Bear was holding his own. Bear's good. Bear's Bear, very good. Bear's not someone to be taken lightly. He's a lunatic. He's a huge asshole. He can't wait to find any hole he can to stick his dick in. But he's <laughs> just actually a good competitor. Mm-hmm. Um, I did enjoy, by the way, Georgia just blatantly shitting on josh throughout this entire season like anytime bears in the room it's like she's holding bear she's up on bear it's pathetic is what it is josh looks like such a use the word you know you want to say it go ahead well like it's like it's wwe oh you could say i wasn't gonna go with bitch i was gonna go with cuck that's what i was gonna say cuck (laughs) yeah there you go (laughs) it's like wwe special that's storytelling device now Josh might have gone over there and he should have just fluffed up Bear for the performance. I mean, it was... Can I watch? It's as close as I'm going to get. He looks so pathetic on this season and Georgia is just abusing him. I mean, he seems to be, like, cool with it, Does anybody take Josh seriously? No. No, it's the voice. It's the voice. It's the voice. You can't take him seriously. Mm -mm. How did that guy win a season? Like... Big Brother must be easy to win or something, or it must be a crapshoot. I have never watched a second of Big Brother. I so haven't I have either, so I don't know anything no about idea. it. But, yeah, he seems to have no political game whatsoever. 
I I mean, I think they're holding on to him for a layup at some point, but he's just kind of... I'm shocked he might, he's still there. I wonder if he's going to be a layup, though, in a one-on-one elimination. Because we haven't seen that yet. I mean, remember... Remember, it was... I think it was last season where it was him and Amanda and that elimination versus Ashley and Cam where they okay. had to like shimmy up that ramp that yes, kept getting wider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were winning that, but production let the other team cheat. <laughs> okay. I, I do remember us talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. And so Josh might not be an easy out. I guess that's my only, that's my point is, but oh my God. I'm it's so hard to tell. But. I'm so sick of Paulie. He's not even fun TV. Like him and Kara, they're not like the pro wrestling heels that I want to see get beat. I just want to watch them. Just go away. Yeah. Like I don't even want to see you lose. Just go away. It's not bringing me any joy. They've been a lot. I mean, I think the next episode is going to kind of focus on Georgia's like got a problem with Kara for some reason. Uh, I don't know if they've. Yeah, I don't know. Some, I'm sure something dumb happens and. Whatever, but um, yeah, they've been a lot. I don't know if editing has just been like, yeah, I don't want to fucking watch this again this season, so we're gonna. I feel like I feel like it's yeah. I feel like the editors are sick of their shit too, and so they're just not being featured. Yeah, that's what it seems like at least. Yeah. Um. It's okay yeah. by me. Yeah, it's been fine. I have enjoyed the season so far, though. It's enjoyable. It's just you know now they've lost so many of the people that I really care about on the show. Right. And now you're kind of down to like, like for the women, in terms of women who I'd like to see win, I can't even think of other anyone other than like Tori, I guess. Yeah, because Nani was kind of pissing me off last episode. Mm, she's okay, but Nani's very whiny. Yeah. Um, and well, because it was the, just like... <laughs> for the guys, I'd like to see Kyle win. I'd like to see Leroy win. You want to see Leroy get some money because Leroy's always like. I'd like to see Leroy finally just get one. Yeah. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Like, Especially without Johnny there, because then it's like, okay, you won without Johnny like carrying you or something. You up. Exactly. Well, and it was nice to see him kind of step, trying to step it up in kind of a leadership role, you know, in those last couple episodes. Well, and I think Leroy's kind of got not to the degree of a CT, but I think Leroy's got a general respect thing that no one like has issues directly with Leroy. Mm-mm. And I don't think anyone wants to see Leroy in an elimination because Leroy, Leroy has done some impressive things on the show. Yeah. Um, like in Rivals where he tore up that fucking rope that was hanging off that helicopter. Yeah. So oh, I remember that. Yeah. Um, you're just like, what the fuck? You know, so people don't want to see Leroy. And last time I remember in, in him in an elimination, he... I think it was that he smashed Brad in that elimination right before the end of... Uh, it was either Dirty 30 or what was after Dirty 30? Uh, was it Final Reckoning? Red Vendettas or Final Reckoning or some, one of those, whatever. That Those three terrible seasons. seasons. Yeah. yeah. But he smashed Brad in that elimination. So I think he's got to He's kind of got that thing going where we don't want to like directly go at him. Right. Yeah. Well, now, this next episode, they said there's going to be a double elimination. So I don't know what that does. That mean two girls are getting eliminated because right. this was, was a guys episode. That. Yeah, I'm not sure. Because it doesn't seem like there's like a surplus of girls. I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. Yeah, I'm not sure. I was hoping the I can't remember her name, but two episodes ago, the girl who went up against George's friend and beat her Jenny? in that thing. Is that her name? I Jenny. Think it's Jenny. Yeah. You know, she's pretty big, pretty built. I would have liked to see her in, like, something physical against someone who's, like, 
decent. Like, fuck, if they could ever get Kara into elimination, throw Jenny in there and let's see what Kara still has. Mm-hmm. Well, I who knows? Next episode, we'll see. I, I mean, if Team UK wins, which I mean, probably not going to happen. If it's a, like to me, if it's a girls' day. And you're Team UK and you win. I don't know why you don't vote Kara in. No. And then vote, like, Natalie in. Right. And either way, you're getting rid of someone who's pretty good. Right. You're getting rid of a strong competitor. Well, and that's what annoys me about a little bit about the season is it's like, yeah, that's that's what you need to be doing. Because even if, like, you don't, like, they were so worried about pissing off, was it Jenny? Because she's, like, strong. That's why Nadia didn't want to say her name. It's like... She didn't want to say her name because she probably has some alliance with her. Hmm. I don't know, but it's just like you got to throw the strong people in. Yeah, that's the only way you're gonna. And Team US was like faffing around throwing each other in for so long that it was just like. Well, and now you've, they're still winning, but they hurt their own team so badly. I mean, you lose. Like, if it ends up actually being a team final, if it's like five people versus five people at the end of the day from each team. They're going to wish Johnny was there, and yep. they're going to wish Laurel was there, mm-hmm. and they're going to wish Wes, Wes was there. Yeah. Now, if it ends up being some sort of individual thing or something, then they're going to be like, oh, we made all the right moves. Right. But if they walk into a final and, you know, you got, like, Josh there and some of these people, you're going to be like, fuck. Right. God damn it. I got a question for you. What the fuck is the deal with Ninja Natalie? Well, she's also getting up there with Kara in terms of being the worst. I I just, I don't get it. She's she's what Wes calls wallpaper on the show. She's <laughs> just there. She doesn't really do anything. She never, like, you would think she'd be a pretty good athlete and she looks like a good athlete. But I don't think she can do anything except that, run. That swimming display a few episodes ago was like. Dude. I don't know what's going on with these people, but it's not this hard to swim. This is a conversation we have, I think, at least every few episodes of the challenge and every time (laughs) we get together to talk about the challenge. How are you going on this show where you know at least four or five of these challenges you're going to have to swim? How are you not working on that in the off season? I understand it's easier to swim in, say, an indoor pool where the water water is still. Of course it is. But than it is to swim in the ocean when wind and waves are pushing back at you. But they were in the lake you. that one challenge. But, we're, we're, but whatever. My point is, it's not this hard. No. <laughs> like, we're... Natalie's out there, and she's doing, like, the back paddle, and she's floating. And I thought she was throwing. I mean, it I don't certainly blame, seemed I don't blame Zach for being like, you must be throwing because there's no way you're that bad of a swimmer. Right. Well, because you're allegedly a, a now amazing I know athlete. I know Zach hates all the women, but so the 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 source of the information is like a little now, iffy. But also, Natalie's also the, like I I've been so annoyed this season because it's been on a few occasions I feel like where she said something to the effect of "Why are people yelling at me? This isn't right," and then all I can think of is when, the one with Turbo. Yeah, and she just lost her mind on him. Yeah, when Ninja Natalie and Turbo were teamed up for like a Paris a Paris challenge last last yeah, season, yeah. and she's just losing her shit, full on screaming challenge. at Turbo, and then they win, and it's like, and, and Turbo's then like, and then I'm and done. then what's her name comes over, D. oh D, and she starts telling Turbo, "Don't yell at my friend." Turbo's like, 
What? <laughs> Wait, who's getting yelled at? I'm yelling at her? What universe are we in? Got the hunger, D. I do, I do think, though, I do think Jordan apologizing to Turbo was a long-term mistake because I bet you Turbo respects him less now. Turbo seems like one Pussy of those guys. Chicken. Yeah, Turbo seems like one of those guys. He would rather you two fight. Let's go fight. Let's and have now a we're fight. cool. Yeah. Rather than one of you apologizing because the Turbo is not. I don't think Turbo's ever apologized for anything in his whole life. Turbo probably killed someone and he called the guy up in hell. He's like, apologize to me. <laughs> it's your fault. You, you I'll made see me you do one it. day in the afterlife. You better apologize now. <laughs> oh, Turbo. So what was the episode title? Zero Dark Turbo? <laughs> Zero Dark like, Turbo. Oh. <laughs> Beautiful. Hey, let's talk about this situation that Blizzard has gotten themselves into, Bob. Oh, jeez. Do you want to give us the summary? <sighs> okay. Have you heard about this? I have, yeah. So, um... See, the weird thing, and we talked about this when I got out of the hospital, was like for that five, six days, it was beautiful to be so cut off and having no idea what was going on in this shit universe that we live in and then coming home on Monday and making the mistake of opening Twitter and just being like, oh, that's right. We live in a hellscape. We are in the darkest timeline. I forgot about that. All right. This is the darkest timeline. So um, in case you have also been under a rock, um, there are these massive protests. Or in the hospital. Or in the hospital, which is like being under a rock. Uh, I knew about the protests. Those have been going on for a long time. Right. So there's these big protests going on in Hong Kong. Um, and the, the long and the short of that all comes back to it w- sometime in the next 20 years, probably more rapidly accelerating, Hong Kong will no longer be an autonom- autonomous region of China, the same with Macau, but it will ultimately become completely under the control of mainland China, um, which it might as well be now. So, Bob, being- what does that mean for their shatter dome? <sighs> Just... More visas. Well, and I think this all started because China wants to be able to extradite people who commit crimes or whatever. They, you know, cook up a crime that someone committed or something. Mm-hmm. Spoke against the great nation of China or something like mm-hmm. that. They want to be able Their to great leader, Winnie the Pooh. extradite people out of Hong Kong to go try them in courts in mainland China. Yeah. Which does not seem right <laughs> and people were you know under- funny enough alex because it's not <laughs> and people were understandably quite upset about this well and so there's been a lot yeah. of protests well and you this. have a that democracy was like the, that was like the main and, thing right. and then there's other things going on right and they have a democracy they don't want to be they don't want that taken away folded into mainland china's uh, uh communist correct yes yeah communist quote Maybe uh, in name only, you've got the... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and, you know, Xi Jinping, or however you say that. Pooh Bear. Uh, Pooh, Pooh Bear. Bear. Uh, you know, he basically just became President emperor. for life, right. For, yeah. So, you know, there's a lot going on in China. Which uh, is a terrifying precedent, if we're being perfectly well, I mean, honest. China, China in general is a terrifying power, and... Um, and well, Bob, somebody had to step up and fill the leadership vacuum. For reasons that we're going to get into in a minute here, um, you know, they're 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 playing the same long game that the GOP has played with the Supreme Court. 
uh, you know, it's they're just they just want full economic control. You know what, Bob? Maybe if they had just helped in Normandy in World War Two, things would be a little different. Maybe. Okay. But so, <laughs> Alex, you should listen to him talk, and you're just I don't have enough breadcrumbs to get home. Yeah, it's what's, bad. What's what's going? Wait, what? Uh, I mean, to be fair, I can't. I have to read the transcripts because his voice is like a fucking railroad spike in my ear. <laughs> you know, the thing was, I wish people could have seen it when you were doing the orange impression right there. Your face transformed to look exactly like him. It was actually terrifying. <laughs> so uh, China just wants to rule the world through economic power. Um, Everybody wants to rule the world. Oh, fuck you, Dennis Miller. Which um, is smart. I mean, we're, it's like yeah. I, it's like these people are evil. But oh you no, can't, you, you see can't, the power vacuum. You can't and it's like, argue oh, well, with the strategy. Right, no, yes, I'm going to step into just that. Just like right. fucking Turkey Neck from Kentucky. Like they they had. A, he's not the Turkey Neck. He's the Pale Man from Pan's Labyrinth. True. Okay. Get it right or um, pay the price. So they've had this super this long term strategy. And the way it's playing out, and people need to wise up to this, is you have shit happen like what happened with Blizzard this last week. Also, what happened with the NBA Mm -hmm. this last week. Apple. Apple. Um, So let's focus on Blizzard. So um, To me, it's just funny that people like, they're like, wait, what? What? Oh, Oh, that's happening. It's like. Oh, nobody cares about esports. Um, but so, you know, you've got this pro Hearthstone player who, um, which can we just say like, it's, that's like, the, we've talked about this before. Good for him. Good for him, man. You're a pro, whatever, like video game player. Oh, oh, <laughs> make it so. So at the end of a tournament, tournament. um, the, he either held up a sign or he, he said he, he, I forget the exact words he said, but he was basically saying he supported the protests in Hong Kong. Right. Um, So he must be destroyed. So not only did Blizzard come down hard on him um, with, what was it, like a year-long He got a year suspension, and his winnings from the tournament were taken away. Mm -hmm. And then the two people who were running the interview who I guess just got in trouble because they didn't attempt to stop this in the moment. When he got they built. both got fired. What are you supposed to do? Like jump on the guy? Shut so, up. So, you know, it was, you know, Blizzard just was like, fuck you. Um, we can't mess with China. Um, and, you know, to, if you're wondering, well, what if they hadn't? Well, what would have happened is what happened to the NBA, where uh, one of the GMs for the NBA um, tweeted out support uh, for the protesters. Um, and that tweet was very quickly deleted. Um, but you not... You know what I do love, though? Just as an aside. But when you delete the tweet, like you, you realize... What's the point? It's the fucking internet, right? There's no right. point in deleting the tweet. Like, it's out there. Someone, yeah. it's like, there's the Wayback Machine, man. Like, fan fiction I wrote in, like, eighth grade is still out there. You can yeah. find it. It's very easy. Like, it's there. Like, yeah. it's online. You, deleting it means fuck all. Yeah. 
So Someone has saved a screenshot, I promise you. So what happened with the NBA is uh, China actually retaliated against the NBA for that. Um, I can't remember exactly what they did. It was something like... I think they, they suspended all the games that were going to happen. Or they China. wouldn't air they, them. They didn't air them on TV. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's no revenue from that and all the other stuff. Um, so then that put the NBA in the position of, you know, they actually had to pick a side. And, Rut row. And I very cautiously say to their credit decided that they would err on the side of free speech in the United States. But I think that's, but they still, but they still bent over. Yeah, they did. They bent over hard. And so that's the problem. So blizzard, uh, by all accounts avoided any kind of hell like that. Um, probably because of this, the swift action that they took. Um, but then they made the situation even worse. Um, that statement. <laughs> have um, you read this statement, Erica? No, I don't believe It's I have. actually embarrassing. The stuff that someone would publish that are just blatant lies, but we're living in the liar fucking country. Right, you can so say whatever you want. It, Nothing I guess matters. it doesn't matter. But this, the president of Blizzard actually had the gall to come out and say, our business relationships in China did not influence this decision. Like, come on, man. <laughs> like, don't, don't put that in there. Say whatever you want. Don't fill put, it don't, with a bunch of bullshit. Right. Could we at least come up with a believable lie? Like, you know that a bunch of people sat in a room and they were like, okay, what lies can we come up with? You know, like there was a business meeting that mm-hmm. happened somewhere, oh, probably in China. They probably went there to fucking lick their boots and then figure out what statement they could craft. And someone actually thought, yeah, we should say that our business relationships in China didn't affect this decision. Well, they like weighed it and they were like, yeah, no, no one's going to call us out on that. Yeah, put that out. That's fine. And then, of course, they wait till it's like 8 p.m. on a Friday. (laughs) But again, internet. (laughs) But also, it's like I think people are listening more they're paying more attention now just because you kind of fucking have to in the realm of the orange one you have to pay attention so it's like okay you can release this news like middle of the night on a tuesday people are still gonna know like so that so this is the crazy thing so you know china is very clearly exerting a lot of power here and i feel so bad for hong kong because they're fucked oh yeah um screwed um, without the support of, you know, maybe a country who at one point in time was seen as a leader uh, in the global arena and um, despite many faults would actually come to the aid you know what, Bob, of allies. You know what? That doesn't sound like America first. <laughs> so. Sorry. <laughs> Well, you know, the Saudis, we're going to go help them, but they're going to pay us for their services. So we're mercenaries now. Yes. Yeah, I just... And fuck the Kurds. What did they ever do for us? They didn't fight at Normandy. What? What? So I think think what we're really starting to see now, I I mean, uh, granted, 
uh, probably a lot of this is unfolding the way it is because of the impeachment inquiry. Um, it's a witch hunt. It's, you know, it is terrifying. It's a witch hunt against deer leader. Well, the thing, the thing disgusting. is, this is like a good example of when capitalism has reached its limits. Late stage like, capitalism. Yes. Where what you're, what's basically happened is a company like Blizzard has figured out we've pretty much made all the money we're ever going to make in the United States. Like, yes, we can make more. Like, we can release new games. We can make more. We could sell more loot boxes and stuff. But there's a l- upper limit. We can only yes. make so much Correct. per yeah. per release. We, per we're thing. going to need to break so into new markets. If we can get out of the United States and we can get out of Europe and we can go into China and just take advantage of these billions of people, we can make all this more money right. because it's never enough. No. It's never enough. You can never publish profits that are acceptable. No, everything always has to be record profits now. And if it's not, oh, well, now we're firing everyone. So, Well, you know, this was a couple of weeks ago where uh, like a group of, uh, like I think it was like 200 some CEOs came out and said, you know, we, we are proposing that we change the model of how, of, you know, how we treat shareholders. I laughed when I read that all, by the way. Yeah. No, I laughed. It, it was kind of hysterical, but it's true. Um, but you, they weren't being, they, those people actually have no plan to put no. social issues in front of profits. No. They're just saying that because it sounds good. Yeah. And um, did not get off the blizzard thing yet. What I want to say is another thing they said in that is our esports broadcasts are not a place for political or social statements and we just want to focus on the game and it's like okay but that's not your broadcast and it never has been because i remember when i was watching some little bit of overwatch league in june just like all the other companies during pride month oh you gotta throw the flag up you gotta you're you we're supportive of the lgbt community right well wouldn't a bunch of people say that's a social and political issue Right. I mean, so if that's the case, the next year in June, there better not be any fucking mention of Pride Month. Well, no, but they've seen that also as a a market to tap. Right. That's why this year, like, because on my... they view that as we can make more money. Yes, exactly. But this is, oh, we're going to make less money because of this problem, so we don't support that issue. And it's just, it's... It's hilarious that like well, no, that's just with people, everything. With people Pride campaigning month, for their civil rights—that's a political issue. Yes, very much so. Protesting in the streets for their rights as pieces humans—that's yeah. that's a political issue, yeah, we Erica. Can't talk, we can't talk about that. Got to keep it on the down low. But no, on my drive up uh, uh, to work every day, each and it it was kind of crazy because normally you didn't see it. And, and on one hand, it's like, oh, well, that's nice. They're recognizing the LBGTQ plus community as like... But it's all fake. But it is all fake. So it's like a two-sided coin. They just see it as, oh, we can make money off of these right. people now. If we just throw the flag up and be like, yes, we support your right to exist. <laughs> Will you buy our products, please? Money me, money now. <laughs> <laughs> No, but that's exactly what it is. So if that's 
if that's Blizzard's view on it, uh, next June, I better not hear one fucking thing about Pride Month. Well, you're going to. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just, just so you know. I'm just saying. Well, the whole thing is, what drives me crazy is And like, I obviously, supp- I just want to be clear, just in case like someone's listening to this and doesn't know. I'm completely in support of yes. anyone who wants to be whatever the fuck they want to be. Fuck whoever you want. Marry whoever you want. I don't give a shit. Okay. But if you're going to put out a statement that says, oh, we don't want any political and social statements on our broadcast. But it's all bullshit. Then don't have that. It's all bullshit. It's just, it's bullshit. Because it's a big company. All they care about is money. And it's just bullshit. Uh, you know, and it it comes back to, you know, what are we as consumers to do about it? And, you know, it's, it's hard to do, especially if... Um, you know, you really enjoy playing Overwatch, or you really enjoy Hearthstone, but yeah, it does suck. That's that's exactly it. It does suck. Now, I haven't played Overwatch in like a month, but that's got less. That has nothing to do with this. You know, of course, this yeah, just something happened else anyway. Come out. Right. It's just I've been playing other games, and if I wanted to play Overwatch, I probably still would, because that pro that isn't even going to matter now. If another product comes out, am I going to buy that? I don't know. I'm at least going to have to think about it. But I'm just interested to see what happens because we're three weeks away from BlizzCon. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if people can keep this anger going for a while. Because people got hot at BlizzCon just over Diablo Mobile getting announced last year, if you remember (laughs) that. Yeah. And the anger level over this is like a thousand times that that was. As it should be. I mean, at the end of the day, you have to stop buying shit from companies that piss you off. You're never going to be able to, you know, stop buying from every company that's done a shady thing or you won't be you able to You can't buy live. anything. Right. But, you know, it's some, some it's, there are points in time when you have to say enough is enough mm-hmm. because if you do it for Blizzard and it hurts Blizzard, um, maybe EA will think twice. Um, maybe Ubisoft will think twice and... You speak it's, with your dollars. That's the biggest thing. And that's thing. it. You know, you don't need video games. I know that's that's hard, um, especially if that's where you enjoy playing. You, that's your source of entertainment. That's your hobby. Um, can, can I throw out an alternative? Yeah. Jump on AO3. Read some fan fiction. That'll be good <laughs> there for you. There you go. It's good um, for the soul. Jump, do that and, or play play indie games. Play. There's, uh, there's other stuff Not that there, there aren't shitty indie developers, too, because there definitely yes, are. are. However, it's like it doesn't... You speak with your dollars. That's the biggest thing. And if a company keeps doing things to piss you off, you have to stop and ask yourself, why do I keep and giving really, them money? And really think about what are, thing, what are things that you can live without. You know, the shitty thing with telecom is like AT&T pisses me off every day I'm on the train. Because despite going through one of the most populated regions in this country... For some reason, I hit a huge dead zone. Why were you expecting internet? In Oak Park. <laughs> Pisses me off every time. But there's, what am I going to do? I can go to Verizon, and I'm going to have shitty, I'm going to have the same shit with them in different places. You know, I have a great service with T-Mobile. Thanks. <laughs> um, Mr. No, got the best deal that he put ever, ever, ever in history, yeah. So, and the other one is... And we did end- try to go to T-Mobile once they pissed Bob I off. Know. It was, well, it I was, think we've I think we've talked about it. We have definitely talked here. about it. It was outstanding. Um, <laughs> but the NBA one, in many ways, is actually even more embarrassing for all the parties involved. Yeah. Because 
I expect the owner to immediately come out and go, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not our company's message. Like, we don't agree with that. I totally expect the owner to bend over, okay? When they sent out Russell Westbrook and James Harden to apologize to the fans in China and suck the Chinese cock, I was like, holy shit, guys. In this recent country's history, the people with the same color skin as you were in the streets protesting for their civil rights. Right? And you guys are saying that the people in another country, oh, well, you know, um, we don't know what to say about that. And um, I don't want to lose my jersey sales over there. It's like how much money like that's what's crazy is that it's never enough money. Nope. These people enter into some sort of alternate universe where having a hundred million dollars in the bank is like you're poor. <laughs> Give me a hundred million dollars, Bob. I, mean, I feel like I can stretch it out this, for a lifetime. This all it all goes back to that first internet tech bubble in the late nineties. Um and what companies realized was you know used if you go way back to like probably like the early 90s and 80s and before that if you made 10 percent in a year that was a phenomenal fucking year but then computers came around and websites started popping up and we will look back one day on the internet and be like, this was the biggest dumbest fucking thing that we, that it'll the greatest be, and the worst invention. You know, ever. the Battlestar Galactica does not have network computers. And they did all right well, for a while. When the AI for a while. Turns, they, <laughs> <laughs> Until they didn't. Um, hey, you're always doing all right till you're not. Till you're not. But, you know, it goes back to the tech bubble when suddenly these internet companies were able to make like percentages year over year that are just unfathomable and then it was like well we have to maintain that we have to maintain it and the ones it's not reasonable like some of them did it by lying it's not possible enron comes to mind so Though enron was an oil company that then got into broadband training their trading and that's that whole story is fascinating i de- definitely recommend reading up on it um I, I do want to run into Tom Skilling once, so I can say, "How's your brother? How's your brother doing? How's your brother doing?" I'm that dickhead, um, but <laughs> so you know, it's it's this fat. It's fascinating in a terrifying way. It's like because what we're running up against, like you get the orange fucking asshole who sit there and say the world does not belong to globalists, and it's like that's bullshit. Um, the well, he just says that because that's what the basement dwellers want to hear yeah, him say. But the, the, the mouth breathers who are like, one hundred percent bullshit. Because whatever, every company, the to how, what Alex was saying before, the only way for them to make more money is to go to China, is to go to India, go to Africa, even, and expand your market. But what happens? Once those markets are tapped, assuming we haven't destroyed ourselves yet. Space. New planets. That's it. That's, there's nothing, there's nowhere else to expand to. Bob. Space. The final frontier. Which is what we need to do. These are the voyages. I was going to say, I don't know. the Starship (laughs) Enterprise. I don't know the rest of it, so. (laughs) Have you watched Discovery at all? No. Uh, the watch, I've watched the first season. Okay. 
thoughts? Um, I, I enjoyed it. Sorry. I have the second season. I just haven't watched it. I've. Are you going to watch Picard? I think I will. See, here's the issue. CBL, when you're playing 5,000 hours of video yes, games that's a week, it. you can't really fit TV in. That's fair. That's fair. And I don't you like could to, not you could not play Destiny Two. I have no idea what you're talking about. So, <laughs> and here's and for me, I can listen to a podcast while I play games. Mm-hmm. I can't watch TV. Like I can't put on a TV show to my side. No, I can't. And either. watch a game. Not even when you're in the, the valley. Time. I guess I could. That was another. That was another critical error, Bob. When you were in the hospital again, you didn't play Stardew Valley. You could have got like a thousand hours of Stardew Valley in. I, he did bring the switch. We just didn't touch it at all. We, Alex, I was so we were so fried that weekend. Like it, it was like I know, I know. Because well, I'm no, no, no. I, I just I just think it's interesting to bring up, like because it would it just seemed like the perfect opportunity to play video games, and you just you're in this daze. And it's like and there's so every now and around. then yeah. a doctor walks in and you have to pay attention and you put all of your energy into paying attention for five minutes while the doctor's there. You're trying to ask questions that are important and then the doctor leaves and... Uh, and it's like that, that five minutes just didn't happen. <laughs> like nap time. But, um, but no. So in short, we're, we're fucked basically. No, it, you know, it's, it is a it is genuinely, it, when you look at everything going on and the complete lack of leadership in this country right now uh, is terrifying. Yep. It really is. And it, it does make me wonder, like, what, what are the next couple of years going to look like? Because I do think I'm not as terrified about, like, all-out global war. Can I hit you with three words? Mad Max. Road warrior wasteland, baby. I'm not as worried about that. I mean, there if 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 the economy totally collapses and everything, there is always a risk of that. But I'm not. I mean, Dad thought the line had happened twenty oh uh, eight uh, that we'd be eating each other, and we ended up not. So, well, so that's the thing. Like, as horrible as the the super elite are, um. In this world, and that's a different than the elite, right? Sorry, I that's a different conversation. Didn't mean to confuse everything. The okay. elite, the, the, the elite, elite. Yes. yeah. Um, as much as they're horrible, you know, in order for them to enjoy the power that they have, they have to try and maintain a balance. The superpowers, I think, will try to keep that balance, and for regardless of anything else, America still has the most insane military that this world has ever seen. I will say this though, the damage that has been done even in the last three years, you could argue it's irreparable. It doesn't matter who gets voted in next well, time. And how yeah. about how about that thing where Facebook said they're not gonna regulate whether the ads on their platform are true or not. And it's like you're a media company. You kind of have to do that, guys. Most of the media, like now, Fox News just doesn't give a shit. But generally, if you're like a television network, well, with Fox News, the thing that happened there was there used to be an FCC rule that you had to have uh, um, the same amount of time dedicated to both sides. Equal time rule. Equal time rule, and then the Republicans got into the FCC, or was it the Republicans or was it the Democrats? 
was it equal time rule repealed? And yeah. I missed that. That's why Fox News exists. Um, I believe at least I think that's the case. Don't well, my, take my my word as doctrine, but my, I'm fairly certain that's what happened. My point is, most media companies make some degree of effort to not just air crap that is blatantly untrue. Well, especially when an upsetting amount of people get their news off of Facebook. <laughs> and so I saw like Elizabeth Warren publish that ad that just said blatantly false. Mark Zuckerberg endorses Donald Trump. Right. And it's like So it's just free game? Right. I mean, you can't like have I mean, she it did it to make a point because she was like, I mean, "Okay." Oh, I know. I get it by by she did it, but I'm saying like so you're just not going to regulate this platform nope. that you should be in charge of regulating. This is so you can't be mad when the Democrats, let's say the Democrats win, if the Democrats decide, "Oh, we're regulating you." You're not going to be able to be upset when that happens because no. you didn't want to regulate yourself. Well, and that's the thing. They're never going to self-regulate. Why would they? That costs money. Why Name, would we hire there, a team of people to regulate what the, the news is, is that we're putting out? Is there self-regulation out there that works? No. Because self-regulation is basically dieting, and dieting never works, Bob. <laughs> well, the first thought that came to my mind, and this isn't, this isn't the video game industry's problem that doesn't really get enforced, but I feel like the ESRB is self-regulation that basically tells you what the content of the game is going to be. Now, it's not it's not the video game industry's fault that, you know, a father right. goes into GameStop and buys Although, Call of Duty. Although, I would say they could do audits and try to trip the game stores up and... That well, GameStop... I, did, I do remember hearing GameStop does do those self-audits. So, I, I mean... No, but, but, yeah. but I'm saying, no, GameStop won't, like, if you're 13, they're not going to sell you an M-rated game. But if... You go into a store and you buy a game for your daughter. They can't do anything about that. Well, no, that's they the could try, store's fault. They right. could try to derail you, I guess, and be like, hey, maybe you shouldn't buy this for your kid. But right. most people probably don't care that much. No, they don't. What um, about WWE's steroid program? Okay, I actually... It's funny you bring that up <laughs> because I heard Dave Meltzer say what pretty much sums this whole thing up when it comes to that, which is... UFC has insanely serious repercussions if you test positive for steroids, unless you're John Jones. John Jones, is like, depending on who you are, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Jones like is in a completely different rule book than everyone else. But um, <laughs> other than that, if you test positive for steroids, I mean, your ass is getting suspended for years, and people still get popped. Like that's how crazy it is that people are still testing positive for steroids even though there's years and years of penalties coming but in wwe when the penalty is like a month for getting popped for steroids magically no one gets popped well don't you have ways of like taking away strikes too but you would still get popped though oh no no no, no. yeah i know i understand i'm just saying under their wellness policy like, right if you go to like a program or something they have or, ways of ensuring that the people they don't want fired fired won't get fired well and there's also the whole thing that because this has been a strategy in the past to try to get released is test positive because it's supposed to be if you test positive three times you get fired mm -hmm. but there's even been people that they test positive three times and they won't fire them huh 
What are you looking at? Yeah, what are you looking at? Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay, sweet. <laughs> Bob was enthralled with something in well, the first kitchen. First, it was something over there, and then it was something. I over thought there. I heard something over there, and I looked, and it wasn't. And then I was kind of just staring into the white emptiness of <laughs> the face of our cabinets, and he was so into this conversation. So, anyways, <laughs> realizing Thanks that for being I'm here, Bob. that realizing that I'm the one, and you're the one that brought up WWE. Yeah. So <laughs> you brought this upon yourself. No, but. It's just as funny that, yeah, so there's that whole thing that no one ever somehow tests positive for steroids. Um, so that pretty much sows you. But I had heard in the past the way their program works is when you first go to work there, they test all your levels, and then they test against that in the future. Oh, so if you're all roided out when you get there, right. and you continue to be roided out. As long as you don't go over the initial test. Gotcha. So, which of course is not how you would test if no. you were actually running a legitimate program to keep people off steroids. Correct. But to their credit, there are a lot less people dying than there were in the past. So, <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, in all seriousness, but I think that might be more of a cultural change that like guys aren't going out every night and they're like on heroin or on cocaine right. or whatever, or drinking You're like crazy. You're not blowing rails, exactly. Right. Or... I think like a lot of the people just go to the hotel room and they play video games yeah. or something, you know? Well, because a lot of them saw what happened to the right. legends of the past, with the exception of fucking Hulk Hogan, who will never die. <laughs> but And they're like, we don't want that to happen to us, so we're going to... He's pure evil, Erica. You can't kill evil. Oh, it lives forever. Evil never dies. It is only reborn. Um, but, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I look at a lot of people in the company, and I don't, who's on? who would you think is on steroids? I mean, we know Brock's on steroids. Brock's taking something. Triple H is on steroids. Yes, he is. Vince um, is probably taking something. I mean, something. okay, I'll say, you know, probably. We don't know for sure. <laughs> okay. Alleged. This is all alleged. <laughs> yeah. This alleged. is all conjecture. This is just us speculating. Right. I'm pure speculation. But, um, I mean, maybe John Cena. I don't know. That guy could just be a genetic freak. I, I think at one point, yes, I don't think he is anymore because he's like. He's slimmed down. Doing his but thing. But that might also be that he's doing movies. So I'm just saying I'm just saying he I I wouldn't put it outside the realm of possibility that John John Cena was steroid free. It's possible Um, because we don't know. We have no idea. I look I was trying to defend John Cena. No, no, no. But I look at the like the other night I saw some of the clips from NXT and I look at a girl like Rhea Ripley. I if she's not on steroids, she has unbelievable genetics because and some people just do. Some Mm -hmm. people do have amazing genetics. But her arms are like bigger than my legs, so was Walter versus uh, Kushida this week? Yeah, it was, okay, it was I need to watch that. Last week, yeah, I heard that was good. Um, Mostly because I love Walter's theme song, and yeah, that is great. It's outstanding. Walter, <laughs> excuse me, Walter. Um, but yeah, I just and when I when I look at a girl like that, I just think it's so much harder for women to put on that type of muscle mass. So I don't know, but well, you know, whatever. It that's the thing about pro wrestling, right? It's not it's not like it's an actual real competition. Right. So it's not like, oh, you've taken steroids, so you have an unfair edge and you could hurt somebody or something. I mean you could still hurt someone. But right. But I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Right. It's not like it's baseball or something. Or UFC where you're really punching each yes, other and exactly. kicking each other in the face. Where it's actually the most serious that you right. shouldn't be on right. something. 
Um, Can we talk about that tag match from uh, AEW this week? That tag match was awesome. That was banging, man. Made made private party in one night. Yep. There was a lot of uh, done in one nights that evening. Chris Jericho Chris, killed uh, We the People. Chris Jericho killed We the People. And killed it dead. Pretty much cemented himself as the best current promo in wrestling. <laughs> that was an unbelievable promo. It's like this the man knows Sammy, what he's doing. This is Sammy Guevara. He's a Spanish god. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> he's gorgeous. But you, love- you need somebody like that to... These people are legitimate. That's something that WWE... Oh, they would bring people in and be, have the announcer just be like, well, these guys are garbage. This sucks. Why would you like these guys? They're fucking terrible. And it's like, why, why didn't the Ascension get over? Weird. I, <laughs> Weird. I love... I loved at the end of when he was talking about Jake Hager, and I know Jake Hager's an asshole, but yes, there's a lot of assholes in wrestling, so it's yes. But um, he was given like he was given the whole line about everything Jake Hager. He's a undefeated MMA fighter, a legit badass, and everything, which he is. Um, I did love at the end when he goes, "Look at him, he's a giant." Jericho was like in an eight minute stretch where he was just on fire. Well, what was great about that promo is one, like you said, it was like eight minutes long, but he, he did so good with something I know you appreciate. And that's those one liners that hit. Yeah. And well, and honestly killing is such a stupid fucking chant. Killing it dead. is just such a skill. When he's in a group with three Mexican people. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Jericho, like, it stopped. Nobody tried to get it started again. It was just, no, it's done. It's over. We're not doing that anymore. No, well, yeah. What did he say? What was the exact line? We the people is dead. It's a stupid, what do you say? It's a stupid chant. By came bad, from bad, bad creative. creative. <laughs> whatever, whatever the exact line was, it was flawless, and he killed the chant forever. I mean, I would be amazed if I heard it again. He probably won't. Because it's just like, yeah, we're not doing... It It was a way of being like, we're not doing that here. It's not a thing we're doing. And and for a guy in Jake Hager, the former Jack Swagger, who was like just always a big geek in WWE. Yep. It's like in one night, the guy came off as a badass, you know? Mm -hmm. When he interfered in that main event, he was like, he was walking around the ring. He was pacing. He was biding his time. Oh, the referee's distracted. Gets in the ring. Boom. Forearm. We win the match, you know? Right. And then on the outside, I love, like, he's beating up Hangman Page, and then Hangman throws the chair in his face, you know? Like, it's like, it just, like, a really good stuff like that. But basically, the, the whole thing with AEW was the, the opening tag was fucking awesome. And then the Jericho promo started up after it, and I texted you. I was like, if someone was sitting there watching that show live, I can't even fathom after those two things changing the channel. Like and people aren't. If you change like the channel after those two things, you don't like pro wrestling and just stop watching it. After just after that tag match, because I mean we've talked about this. Bob's a big fan of uh, tag team wrestling, and WWE hates it for some reason. But seeing a promotion that's in part, you know, run by two dudes who are like, no, tag team wrestling. This is a thing. Yeah. It's nice to see it being taken seriously. I, I loved the, the women's tag was just fine. It was, was just there. Mm-hmm. But I did like when Bea Priestley and Emi Sakura first came out 
and Excalibur starts saying, oh, Emi Sakura is a legend. And JR's like, well, tell us why she's a legend. And Excalibur explained it. And JR was like, okay. It's yeah, like, it's, great. It's weird. It's like having the announcers there is enhancing your enjoyment of the talent. Dude, I don't understand. It's so crazy. How has Tony Schiavone not been in WWE this whole time? He's awesome. Maybe he just didn't want he to He hasn't lost a step. I just one time, though, want to hear, we're out of time. We got to go. <laughs> See you next week. I, just, I think you'll probably get it at some point. I just one he's, time. He's going to make it. you wait for it, but, but Tony, you'll get it at some point. Oh, my God. Is Tony, not that this is a shocker, but Tony Schiavone is such a gigantic upgrade in that position over Alex Marvez in the first couple things they did. Holy shit, what a difference. Well, and one thing that I've I've said always is that, especially after watching, Chikara was always really good with this. Their announced team, because they have more complex storylines that you, you really do have to follow. They were always really good about explaining that, keeping you informed, letting you know, oh, this is what this is, this is what that is, actually calling the match, enhancing the match. Mm-hmm. Like, if you go to WWE, like, when we went to Money in the Bank 2011, you watch that live, and it's, like, the greatest fucking thing you've ever seen in your life. And then you go home, and you're like, oh, I want to watch the replay. You watch it with the commentary, and you're like... Eh. Well, there was no commentary that was going to derail that show. No, that's fair. But commentary should be enhancing the product. It should and, never be taking away from it. I this- should never be watching your show and getting so annoyed by the commentary that I'm like unable to focus on the match this AEW three-man booth is the first one i can remember in like any sport where they're not stepping on each other's toes they're not talking over each other they're not having some stupid argument because they think it's like funny or something it's just like i'm gonna call the show jr's calling the show tony and excalibur are doing color and it's great well and i wonder i mean you don't have a 70 something year old crazy person screaming in your ear but right do they have someone in their ear you know i'm sure they're being fed some sort of information but i think for the most part it's just they're you know seeing what they're seeing yeah and calling the match <laughs> i did love where jericho finishes the promo and he's talking about the inner circle or whatever the name of the group inner circle then, right yeah yeah JR is like, well, that sounds like that's going to be a great on a t-shirt. <laughs> Excalibur's like, well, actually, <laughs> I just got a text and we're selling that t-shirt. <laughs> nice job, guys. Um, but no, the, the thing at the end of the show was awesome where um, Dustin's getting beat up and the place goes dark and Cody's in the ring. And Cody, I don't know what it is about Cody. He was always so nothing in wwe but on AEW, he's a star because you know what it is alex he's the one he left he bet on himself yeah and say what you want about his wrestling he's like i'm gonna build this kind he's of more than good enough as a wrestler yes but he's gonna build this brand around himself and the people fucking love him for it i think he's you look at him he's the one you know, I know the other people were involved, but he's the one that has given you the alternative. When And that's why he's getting cheered the way he's getting cheered. When I look at AEW, 
I think back to this uh, talk that I went to two years ago now, I think. And, or maybe, it may have been last year, but whatever. It was right around this time of year. And, um, do you guys know what flywheel is? It's I a spin gym. Was gonna say, okay, yes, yes, yes. Uh, the CEO of Flywheel was at the talk, and she was talking about how, you know, there are a lot of gyms out there that try to cater to just everybody. You know, your LA fitnesses that are just like, we just want anybody, we want warm bodies in the gym. And it's really difficult in that environment to be super successful because you can't be all things to all people. Different people want different things. You always try to you be know. everything to everyone. So many copyright dings this episode. <laughs> like Planet Fitness, uh, you know, they cater to people who really don't want to work out but need to. And they will they fully admit that. Um and they're like and flywheels like, you know what? We're here for the hardcore people who want to work out and want to push themselves. Like we are not for like casual workout people. Mm -hmm. And that's what I feel about AEW is it recognizes the audience that it's going after is a, is the pro wrestling fan. It's not, I want to watch wrestling. Right. I think, I think specifically with AEW, they're catering to the audience that just doesn't like WWE. Not that you're necessarily a hardcore fan or a casual fan, just people that don't like WWE because at the end of the day, you know, 20 years ago when WCW was still around, there were a shitload of people watching wrestling. Oh, yeah. Who the day WCW closed just vanished into thin air because they don't like WWE. And it just for whatever reason, you can come up with a million reasons, but they just don't like WWE. And, like, you just lost, like, 10 million viewers overnight. Well, and then as you've gone on, the WWE product is... Not great. No, it's getting worse. So you've lost people well, who are just like, I'm not watching this anymore. Who has three hours on a Monday and then two hours on a Tuesday? And I, no, I, I am an adult with things I need to do. And here's the thing. This is why, and that promo, I mean, I always knew Jericho should have been the first champion of AEW. Makes the most that sense. that promo was like, bam, here, we're proving it. I got this tag team over. I got Jack. I got Jake Hager over. I got Sammy Guevara over in one fucking night, one night. And that's why he should have always been champion. And he, and it's like Jericho has that thing and he's had the thing for 20 plus years. He's a star. Yep. And you're just drawn to him. Mm -hmm. And even though he's old now and he's not in as good of a shape as he ever was because he's getting older, he just is what it is. Father time. Still undefeated. Makes fools of us all. Um, he's still a star. And when I watch Seth Rollins or I watch Roman Reigns, it's like these guys are just dorks. Well, because when was the last time you saw on WWE television someone get put over like that? Well, and, and maybe, and look, I'm not saying it's necessarily their fault. Maybe if Roman Reigns was on AEW, he'd be the biggest star in the fucking world. I have no idea. No, you don't know. But as he's presented right now, he's a fucking geek. Well, because it's it's all it's all fifty fifty booking. 
It's all... The championships don't matter. Nothing matters in WWE. Absolutely nothing matters. You have... You had a pay-per-view with a, a, a Hell in the Cell as your, your the main, right? Shit in the Cell. And Hell in the Cell is supposed to be the most bloody, whatever the fuck, violent match that WWE has. You go back to the Mick Foley v. Undertaker at King of the Ring, whenever the hell that was, where it's like Mick Foley almost died in the ring and they kept doing the match, which they shouldn't have done, but any, when it, that's neither here nor there. Right. So then you have that that type of match somehow end in a disqualification and you're wondering why people are pissed off. But then you start blaming the audience for like, well, you guys are just stupid and don't get it. And then you guys, you're just impossible to please and fuck you. And it's like, okay, yeah. you know what, asshole, then f- fuck you too. There can't be baby faces and heels anymore. See, this is, I was talking to him about this the other day. What drives me, because we, we actually had a really nice pro wrestling discussion when we were sitting in the hospital the other day. I think it was yesterday. Where it was just... All Bob has to do is be driven to absolute boredom. Exactly. And he'll talk about pro wrestling. But it's not I, true. What I, I mean, For it's, the it's record... True. What I go true. back to, though, is how they always said what works in NXT won't work in WWE. And it's like, okay, but if you gave it a chance to to breathe and you actually tried... Right. That's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, look back at like when Sami Zayn was running up to try and get the, the championship and that match he had with Neville where, like... He had the fucking belt in his hand and he was going to fucking clock Neville with yeah. it just so he could fucking win for a change. And he's like, nah, I'm doing it the right way. Why can't we do that on the main roster? Why not even try that? The whole no baby faces and no heels thing, it's just like, that's not... I'm watching wrestling it's not, it's because that's what I want to fucking watch. Because you don't even know who to cheer for then. And, the, you know, they do like weird things like... Okay, so at Hell in a Cell, Bailey lost the championship to Charlotte because it was in California. And if you're in your home state, you must lose. You, must you know, lose, that's yes. just the rules. It is and I will say I didn't watch a minute so, of Hell in a Cell. So then, every, oh, this is all secondhand from me. Okay, so then Bailey comes out on SmackDown and she's cut her hair short and she chops down all the Dark tube, Bailey saga. Yeah, Dark yes. Bailey saga, yeah. So then she beats Charlotte for the title to get it back. And it's like, wait, so... Bailey was a heel and then she lost the title and then she turned heel. Went super heel. Dark <laughs> Bailey saga. That's exactly what happened though, Bob. She was a heel who turned heel <laughs> to win the championship back. It just none of but it. But at least she turned, quote unquote, and won, unlike that dork Sasha who can't win shit. Get out of there, Sasha. Stop signing extensions. I don't know what's going through her mind. She cause it's another one. You drank the Kool-Aid. Yeah, I know. There's such a thing as enough money. Like Christ Almighty. What like, I Brock would Lesnar say, has made enough money in one year where he doesn't have to ever do anything you never What I would do, say never wants to do ever is again. some of these you have to and, and maybe they're fine with it, but you have to think of your mental health as well. Like, it doesn't matter. They they drove a dump truck full of money up to my house. I'm not made of stone. I, I can understand that to an extent. But, but you have to be like, I just I can't I, take but this here, anymore. But here's, here's, sorry to cut you off, Bob. Here's what these people need to think of, though, when they're working there. If you're Seth Rollins and 
whoever comes to you, some dork from the creative team or Vince McMahon or Triple H or whoever, and they say, hey, when Bray Wyatt's giving Braun Strowman the mandible claw, you're going to be in the corner and you're going to cry like a bitch. You know what you got to say to that? No, I'm not doing that. Can I ask, is that a thing that happened? Yes, that's a thing that actually happened. Yes. And well, let me and ask you. Because if they release you. They're not going to release you him. You got an option. They're not going to release because him. They're not releasing Seth Rollins. No, they're not going to. But like anyone in WWE right now, you've got some leverage. There's a legitimate competitor in well, the wings. You got to stand up for yourself to get some better storylines. Well, it was like Moxley was saying in that uh, uh, podcast he did with Jericho where mm-hmm. there was stuff they wanted him to do and he's just like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. Right, but if you're Seth Rollins, my point is you have to stand up for yourself in this sort of situation and not cry in the corner because would Steve Austin do that? No. Seriously, if they would have gone to Steve Williams, professional wrestler, and they would have said, you're going to cry in the corner while Mick Foley applies the mandible claw to he the Undertaker. He would have laughed in their faces. Steve Austin would have walked out. Yeah. Okay? Right. <laughs> and, like, you have to protect your character because if you're Seth Rollins, you know, people go to the show and they hold up signs that say Seth Rollins isn't cool. It's like, this is why, because you're not protecting yourself. Yep. So you're viewed as a dork and it doesn't matter. Like being viewed as a dork, ask death, ask, ask Dolph Ziggler. Once you're in the dork level, yep. it's real hard to get out of there. Once you're in that dork territory. mezzanine, you're yeah. not getting out of there. The dork dress level, you're stuck. The, the, the staircases are very confusing. They are. It is. It doesn't like, it looks like it's going up. You're actually going better. down. You're going down. It's weird. It's really just, it goes like over this little hump where there's a structural beam that's in the way because it shouldn't have been there in the first place, this whole mezzanine sense. level. It just doesn't make any sense. And it's the same thing with Asasha Banks. She comes back after all the time off. She turns heel. She starts beating up Becky with a chair and everything. Okay, cool. You're in a hot feud. But then you came back. You did all that. And in the end, you lost. Geek. Yep. You're a geek. Yep. It is what it is. If you're not going to win there, then that just tells me they're never going to get behind you. Oh, no. The the exact same thing was at WrestleMania 30 when you had Bray Wyatt v. John Cena. That was the end of Bray Wyatt right there. You and, can, and, like, point at other stuff, but it was like, that, that was it. And, like, I kind of enjoy the Fiend character, but the stuff they have him doing is too hokey. And it's not it's not connecting with me. And the stuff in Hell in a, Hell in a Cell where they lit the place red and everything, that's stupid. And I was listening to a podcast. It was Brian Alvarez and his friend Vinny talking about this latest Hell in a Cell. I'm sure that was a very, very, that, it was, that was a great episode. It was awesome. But there's a one point in particular where, you know, they're reviewing this like right after they watched it. And Vinny goes, do you realize that Bray Wyatt pulled out a giant cartoon mallet and beat up Seth Rollins with it. And it was not a disqualification. Wait, like what Harley Quinn uses? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that's what, yes, that's what Bray Wyatt used. And then Seth Rollins pulls out the sledgehammer, which is essentially 
the a same. smaller <laughs> mallet. A smaller mallet, yes. And uses it on Bray Wyatt. And this is suddenly a DQ in a Hell in a Cell match because he's gone too far. And Alvarez just sits there for a moment and he starts <laughs> laughing and he actually fell out of his chair because it was so stupid. It's like, oh, the giant mallet, that's within the rules. I mean, that's kind of cartoony. But the smaller mallet. Right. Well, the Triple H uses that one. That's the mega weapon. I mean, and then they and then they go back to the feud. Like, why it attacked Seth Rollins on SmackDown? Like, why? They went back to that feud. Why? 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 Fuck it's dead. me. It's done. It's, well, that's the other thing. They beat the shit into the ground, and it's just like, I don't want to watch this 50,000 times. And, you know, when you think about, you know, okay, we're going to do the Fiend versus Seth Rollins match, but we're going to end in a no contest, essentially, because we don't want to beat anybody. Well, make a fucking decision. If you don't want to beat Seth Rollins and you don't want to beat the Fiend, maybe don't book the fucking match. (laughs) Were they being... What a novel idea. Did someone force them to book the match? Oh, my God. Vince McMahon, you have to book this match. And he was like fuck how do i get out of this you know <laughs> no <laughs> right it's hey, so stupid it's all self-fulfilling prophecy like you said earlier it's just like it's like no you we just did this we did this already i don't want to watch this for another cycle this is why i don't watch your product anymore it's like and, and pro wrestling is not that complicated it's Look really at, not okay like Private party beats the young bucks. Rookies beat veterans. Rookies now over. Simple. <laughs> you know, I did really love the bouncer with the little. Oh, you know what, Bob? Different, like, cool entrances, too. Not even cool, because it was a little lame. But, like, unique it stuff. It was dorky, but it was fun. But that's what pro wrestling is. Yeah. It's the pageantry. Well, that's like, so you were talking about Bray Wyatt. He brings out this cartoonish, you know, Harley Quinn mallet. And well, all I'm thinking is like the Joker, and why isn't the Batman the animated series Joker theme not playing? But you know that it's that kind of stupid hokey shit. Like it doesn't work in WWE because they never do it, and they when it does, it's done. It feels out of place. I but, would say they do hokey all the time. Well, they just do it poorly. Yes, but like you know, that's like something I would you'd see in Chikara and be like, well, because this you, is Chikara awesome. is just like you know that's what you're getting in Chikara. Chikara is like a big like comic book kind of. Yeah. Anything good. Like, they're doing time travel in Chicago <laughs> like five years ago. That shit was like glorious. So it's like. But it, you bought it there because that's the. This is the thing. We've talked about this before. There are. It's the same with a TV show, with a movie. You need to set up your in universe rules and then you need to follow those rules. And like in AEW week one, people were annoyed at the end of the show that John Moxley comes out attacks Kenny Omega in the middle of a match and there's no disqualification, right? Mm -hmm. So the next week, anytime someone interfered, there was a distraction on the referee. And it's like, that's just, they like adapted in one week. It's like, okay, that was stupid. Right. We're not going to do that again. Let's fix that. Right. You know, and this shit is not, it's really not that hard. Like I'm, once again, I would never claim I could could write a two-hour wrestling show for every week of the year. Oh, same. There's same. no chance I could do that. No. I don't have the creativity. I would be fucked. But I could sit there in a meeting and I could look at the sheet and I could go, 
this shit's fucking stupid. Right. Okay? Like, and it doesn't take a genius to or, figure out. Or we did this five times yeah. last week. We're not doing didn't it this week. we just do this? Or, yeah, I, I mean, it didn't take a genius to figure out that the red lights and a DQ and a Hell in a Cell match was going to go over like a fucking wet noodle. I mean, seriously. Lead balloon, man. A 14-year-old could have told you that. Yep. I, I don't, I don't, I don't. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them. See- <laughs> Did you see? That's still my fa- one of my favorite being the Elite skits. Did you see SmackDown? I, t- I texted you. Week one, SmackDown did 3.9 million viewers. Week two, they did 2.9 million. In one week, they have dropped a million viewers. I mean, we I was in and out of that first show because, again, very doped up. But from what I remember, I remember the, the woman's tag, and I was like, okay, this is like That was even just there. Fine. It was fine. Uh, mostly littered with comments from my mother being like, why would women want to do this? Yeah, but whatever. Um, and then I don't remember a lot of the rest of the show because, again, completely out of it. But I don't remember anything being like holding my attention or it was just it was the same bullshit, just different day. I, I do have to say, and this is I've gussied up a little. Bit. This is my com- own Sorry. personal hang up for sure. But. When I was watching that women's tag on SmackDown two weeks ago, the the season premiere on Fox. <laughs> um, I mean, at least that you moved networks. Network? Yeah, okay, I'll give it to you. When I, they're I, calling Raw the season premiere, go fuck yourself. I have to say, I think Charlotte needs a new outfit because... She went, and look, she can do whatever the hell she wants, but she got the most redonkulous huge implants, and they're actually distracting. Like, it's actually hard to take her seriously. Eh, they're so ridiculous, Erica. They're eh. bigger than her head. It's like she. It's like she went. It's like she went to the fucking doctor, and she was like, all right, what do the porn stars get? Give me double that. Eh, whatever. I'm just saying. If she's comfortable, hey. I just I don't know how anything doesn't ever fall out. It's amazing. Double sided tape. Lots of tape, real cinched in there well. Good seamstress. Sandra. Sandra's working double time back there. No, Sandra's working at AEW. Is she? Yes. Good for Sandra. Yeah, she She got the fuck out of there. I think she got out of WWE a while ago or got let go or something. That's my girl. There you go. I saw I was watching a Sammy Guevara vlog and Sandra was back there. Love it. Absolutely love it. It's great. Good for her. Sandra's like, fuck this. And you see they put Rhonda on Total Divas and like Total Divas is doing the worst ratings ever. That show is uh, dead. I didn't even realize it was still on. And NXT did like below the station average last week. So that's a bad time. Well, and it's, I yeah, I'm... I mean, I mean, you know, I know AEW went down a little bit, but you were always going to go down initially from the premiere. But, I mean, if they can get real hot and people start, you know, the word of mouth gets out there and everything, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they were beaten raw in three or four months. Because well, you have a lot. Uh, go ahead. And you've got, and what AEW has to its advantage is as a completely new promotion, there is going to be a tolerance um, greater than for WWE to get up and running. Well, and the cons are got the money to do it. Mm-hmm. And as long as they believe it's moving forward, 
you know, they, they can do it. WWE is an established brand. If they start falling off, that's going to worry people at networks big time. Well, and I look at the numbers and, you know, AEW's on cable and the first week they do 1.4 and they did like 1.1. Uh, NXT is doing terrible. I mean, they're doing like eight or 900 every week, thousand. They're doing horrible. But, you know, SmackDown on USA most weeks was doing two to 2.2 million viewers. You're in week two on a network TV and you're at 2.9. That's like, that seems bad to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm fucking, maybe I don't understand the TV industry. That seems bad. And it's only going down. It's not going up. Like, you don't have the rock walking through the door every week. Well, and I think you had people that were like, okay, let me let me check it out. We'll see if, like, you know, they've changed anything. They haven't. They've changed nothing. It's the same bullshit. I'm not watching this every week. I feel like there would have been even more hokey on Fox. Like, they're having, like, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman come talk about, like, what wrestler should get drafted and stuff. Like, I don't care. It's stupid. The only stuff I thought was, like, good in week one when it came to, like, cross-promotion was I thought uh, Aaron Andrews and Clarissa Thompson did a good job as being, like, the backstage interviewer person. So if they want to do that, like, okay, great. You've actually got professional interviewers. Now, if they want to make them speak like the WWE idiots, then I would say that's a problem. But I also don't think Aaron Andrews is putting up with that shit. No. I think I think if they handed Aaron Andrews a script, it'd be like, I'll just ask the fucking like, question. Get out of here. Nah. Thanks. Yeah, I don't work for you. Thanks. Nah. <laughs> See, that's got to, that has to be so frustrating to deal with someone like that, where it's like, I don't work for you. Right. I'm not you, you, doing that. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Here you go. Here's your paperback. Thanks. No, all I know is I'm interested where in where AEW is going, and I do not give a flat fuck about wwe anymore so it just it it, i'm hoping one of these days they turn it around you know alex if they did that would be great it really it really would be if they finally were like let's let's start changing something you know let's try let's let's put in a modicum of effort you know just a little bit of effort (laughs) i did (laughs) i did enjoy so on nxt it Velveteen Dream made some stupid joke about Roderick Strong having a little dick. Did you hear about this? So I did. But yes. all of Velveteen Dream stuff is sexual in nature. Yes, so it's it kind is. of whatever. But I did think it was funny that Roderick Strong's wife, uh, Marina Shafir, went on Twitter or no, she went on Instagram and she posted a picture of her in a wheelchair at Disneyland because she probably had some surgery or something. And she just goes, This was me after our wedding night. So, I thought that was quite funny. I mean, lean into it, you know? (laughs) Oh, my God. Anyway, got anything else, Bob? I do have one more thing. The world's fucked, by the way. That I would like to... The world is fucked. Read more fan fiction. Discuss. Um, Have either of you been following the MLB playoffs? A little bit. Uh, The only thing I saw was... uh, I, I forget what day it was. Whenever, um, was it the Braves were playing the Cardinals? Was that the... Ten runs surrendered in the first inning. It was the third inning. I was going in just to go to the bathroom (laughs) just to see... Some super mega baseball. The TV was on. I just happened to glance over, and it was like 13-0 to in the third. And I was like, well, well, that's... That game's over. That's a shame. (laughs) 
Don't you just go? Can we just slaughter rule? Can we go home? What's what what what's the point? Okay, speaking of that game specifically, I was watching the score because I had some like passing interest in what was happening, and I saw that what happened was it was already four zero, so that's bad to be down four zero in the first. Yes, inning. that's not great. But it's not an it's not unwinnable game. You can come back from that. And there's one out. They pull the pitcher. The bases are loaded. Okay. But you're coming up against the other team's pitcher. Now you're at the bat point in the lineup. If you just can get a fucking double play on the pitcher. You're out of the inning. You can get out of there and four zeros not that bad. Correct. All right. The reliever who comes in walks the pitcher to get a run, another run in, and then they end up getting to 10. It's like you can't throw strikes against the fucking pitcher. Right. The are, fucking pitcher throws some strikes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> That's amazing. It's just truly amazing. Yeah, but it was just one of those where I'm glancing at the TV, just curious what the score is. And then it's like, oh, I actually stopped and I like watched the rest of the inning. Like, wow, guys. Yeah, well, and then the same reliever, you know, because he gets up against the top of the lineup then, they hit two doubles in a row and now you're getting blown out. Right. And it's like... No slaughter rule. You walk the pitcher. You got six more innings to go, man. So what I wanted to actually, yeah, there's a nine innings in baseball. Oh, when I was in there, it was the third inning. You were watching the first. (laughs) Okay, there you go. Eight more innings to go. There you go. My bad. So what I really wanted to talk about was the uh, pretty epic meltdown of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Well, the manager should be fired. So. Did you see any of this, Erica, around the Dodgers? No, the annoying thing was we were trying to watch some of the playoffs when we were in the hospital, and the games were like... They were on, like, Fox Sports 1 or... They were on think, channels MLB we didn't Network. Have. So I actually wanted to watch because we were there. I was like, just throw the, called the ball game on, and yeah, what, we did that with football a lot, too. Just throw it on and whatever. But, no, I haven't actually seen, aside from, like, that half inning, I haven't seen much of the... So the so Dodgers. the Dodgers epic so meltdown. So the Dodgers game. So, um, tight game, uh, ended up going extra innings, extra inning. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they were in a situation where they really needed to bring in a closer. Uh, Dodgers were actually up. Well, that, okay. That's not exactly what happened. Okay. The Dodgers were Correct up me. three, the, the Dodgers were up three, one in the eighth. It was the eighth. Okay. And in their infinite wisdom, decide to put Clayton Kershaw in, who, one, has always been a total train wreck in the playoffs. Yeah. But two, is not in his prime anymore. And they have a loaded bullpen. Yep. They have, I I mean, they have one of the best relievers in the game, or closers in baseball right now. And, I mean, that's, that's where you're using him. So Kershaw comes in. Gives up back-to-back home runs to tie the game. And then, by the way, they put in another reliever, and he strikes out three people in a row to get out of the inning. So, I mean, Dave Roberts, the manager, he's absolutely trying to get fired. I don't even know what the fuck he was thinking. He's out of his mind. Well, he's thinking – well, and here, here's – He's looking at the name on the back of the jersey. That's, that's what he's doing. That, that was the problem. And this is what I really care about. I mean, the Dodger uh, – uh, Dave Roberts fucked that game so, so badly – I I would because he's done this a few seasons now. He's got to go. He should go. They should hire Joe Madden. But because seriously, they 
They just were, he's probably going to the Angels. I think he's going to the Angels. But Ooh, he's so, gonna go. He's gonna go coach himself some Mike Trout and some uh, <laughs> Otani or whatever his name is. So here's the thing, though. Um, Dave Roberts totally fucked this, but as you alluded to, Clayton Kershaw has been a just through his career a train wreck in October. The man cannot perform in playoff baseball. It's crazy. It, his record is terrible. And it's getting what when I was watching when I was reading about the game and I, and you know I hear it talked about on TV they always say when they're talking about Kershaw future Hall of Famer Clayton Kershaw. And I'm sitting here and I'm thinking you're that much of a choke artist. Mm. You can't like cuz you can blame one choke, you know, it's like the manager throws you in there on no rest and right. you're just spent. Like, that's not your fault. Um, but this is year after year after year. The Dodgers have been stacked for years now and they have not been able to finish it out. And Clayton Kershaw has been a major reason for that. I, I just... I don't care how good he is in the regular season. I don't think you can call someone a Hall of Famer who can't win in the playoffs. Well, there's examples of other situations like this in other sports. Like in football, Peyton Manning was a surefire first ballot Hall of Famer, and he was never able to really win playoff games until they finally won that Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. But against the Saints, yeah, I think that was against the Saints, right? Or no, was that? No, he beat the Bears. <laughs> I'm an idiot. He beat the Bears. <laughs> he lost to the Saints. Um, yeah, I completely. I think I pushed that one out of my mind. Because <laughs> you have to after that run back uh, for the touchdown yeah, yeah, from yeah. the opening uh, um, kickoff. But that was always the knock on Peyton Manning, too, was he can't win the big games in the playoffs. But, but he w- was still going to the Hall of Fame. But I would argue, though, football is different because as, as important as a quarterback is, football is still – much more like the team you could have the around greatest it. quarterback in the history of the game and your offensive line could suck and he's not going <laughs> to look anything. at Marino right look how great Dan Marino was throughout his career and he never had an offensive line he could never get past that um just because you can't no See? you literally but with a pitcher if people hit a pitcher that's all on the pitcher there's nothing else it's not like you can say, oh, well, the outfielder wasn't grabbing his dick the right way when he was pitching. I didn't realize that had an effect on the pitcher. Well, obviously it does. If you've ever played Super Mega Baseball 2, <laughs> there's a lot of crotch and ass grabbing. Oh, okay. Good to know. Good to know. There is. Right? Yes, there Even is. the women pitchers just grabbing. They got to grab. Um, but... No, I mean, it probably didn't even matter either way whoever won that series because I think the Astros are going to win the fucking World Series again because they essentially have three Cy Young-level pitchers. Yeah. Oh, so it's, you're walking into a buzzsaw. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like there's no easy games. Yeah. It's. It, I mean, they have Verlander, Astros, they have Granky, and they have a guy, I think his name is Gil. Is that his name? Yankees v Astros will be a great series. People are saying, I think the guy's name is Gil. I'm sorry. I'm completely forgetting Yankees his name. Yankees v Astros. I'm not, I'm but, not watching that. Um, <laughs> no, Yankees Astros is happening. Right now, isn't year. it? Yeah. yeah. Um, That's right, because the Astros are in the American League now. Yeah. Yep. Um, 
they're saying this this pitcher on the Astros, whose name I'm completely blanking on, he might get a three hundred million dollar contract. Ooh, nice. Good for you, man. Got nasty stuff. They're tied in the seventh, by the way. What's the score? Two two. First game. Or? And Yankees are up one nothing on the series. Um. Yeah, yeah. The Astros are gonna. The Astros. They're great. Yankees are great. Right Yankees now, hit too. like crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's a good it, that's a good matchup. But I think I think in the playoffs, though, in general, great pitching beats great hitting. Yes, I agree. Most times, I would say, unless your future Hall of Famer chokes in the playoff games all the time. Not that you have I don't know. I like I I know I like I get the argument. I've had uh, you know I've had a Texas argument with someone over this the last couple of days. Is you know he always gets you there, but if you can't, if you can't deliver once you're there. Like, and how long, how much of that can you, how much, how much of that can you blame, you know, how, how long can you go blaming it on bad managing? You know, like a few years ago, oh, well, Roberts worked them to death. Well, okay. Like, you got to, to, to take a quote from my favorite, you got to dig deep. I was going to say it's like Jay Cutler. How many managers offensive coordinators they go through and I know it's a different sport but trying to like unlock the puzzle that was Jay yeah, Cutler try and to it get was him just to like, not throw into triple coverage yeah this is just not gonna work you guys gotta just get rid of this guy you know and you know whatever the Baseball Writers Association of America is gonna do whatever it wants to do whenever he comes up on the ballot and they'll remember him with Rose to the glasses but yeah but isn't that like that's always the way yeah it's just I I I don't care how good you are in the regular season. You, you know? do got to get there. You do have to get there. You do got to get there. But you got to perform once you're there. If you're a choke artist when you're there. Because like, it's not like there's a like, it's not like there's these three big choke jobs in his he- past. And then there's like 50 other playoff games where he was great. Because everybody chokes. Every, yeah. Everybody it has happens. A, you get this happen. But, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to tell me he's going to sit up there in the same company as, you know, as much as it's a douchebag, Kurt Schilling, um, you know, like, come on. Like, it's the only example you get? No. Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson. Oh, he killed a bird. <laughs> he did kill a bird. <laughs> That's my favorite video of all time. Um, oh, what was his name? Um, Andy Pettit. He's never going to make the haul because of uh, steroids, but. Um, you know, Roger Clemens. Clemens. Shit, yeah. Another steroid guy. <laughs> but, you know, it's like you got to win. Yep. At the end in, in the postseason. Correct. And he's had he, – that's my th- – and I think that's my thing with, with him is he's had the opportunities. You know, there are guys who never really get an opportunity. Like, no one's ever going to say Barry Sanders should not be in the Hall of Fame because the Lions were – just overall terrible forever. Um, you, you know, if you don't have an opportunity to prove it in the playoffs, it's a different story. He's had his chances, and he hasn't performed. He's going to the Hall of Fame, Bob, and I can't wait to send you the article when it happens. I mean, I'm not going to be upset about it, but I mean, it I sounds like you might be. It a sounds like upset. you're going to be a little. You're going to be a little upset. I just think people should. The, the the bar should be higher. I don't know if it's going to be me playing Overwatch upset, but you're going to be upset. <laughs> No, what was the comparison we made? I don't know. Oh, uh, 
I can't remember, but it was. What else is like when Alex gets upset at Overwatch? It was it was pretty good. Well, Erica wouldn't know because she wasn't there. But no, she wouldn't. I wasn't there though, so I it's was, pretty goddamn hysterical. <laughs> I was it is asleep, a matter I can't play Overwatch anymore. Fiction, All my so. best work comes at two a.m. Erica, so yeah, no, Erica's sleeping, getting those Z's, man. All Gotta right, rest I'm, up, get that surgery uh, behind me, get back in, fight and trim. I'm I'm done with you people. Okay. Okay. Oh, I gotta say it. You usually do. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of okay. our thing. That's the format. Yeah. Hug me. Hold me tight. This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>